This week on the Apache Campcast, I speak with Apache Evanston Sports Camp Director David Pollock, who has been going to Apache Evanston since kindergarten, making summer 2020 his 19th year at Apache. I'm your host, Matt Steinberg, Director of Apache Rogers Park and Apache Evanston Day Camps, and this is the Apache Campcast. gone to camp like as a camper way back right like what give me like the overview of your your history at apache so i started when i was going into kindergarten which i believe this summer would be my 19th summer in a row i think wow. if i did the math right and so i started going into kindergarten and i was a camper i was in um, the Havarim until going into third grade and then sports camp from third grade until going into seventh grade, where I was like a half camper, then half CIT counselor in training. And then I did uh, the CIT program in sports camp until I was old enough to be a counselor. Um, and then counselor for a few years, and then like a half counselor, half director, and then now I'm a director. So I've kind of just been been working up the chain, um, which is good because I, I kind of don't want to leave camp. So I'm glad that there, there are places for me to go at camp and not just age out, which is awesome. And I think that's, that's kind of special is that when, when people want to stay and they want to kind of keep the cycle going, I know like my staff are all like that now too. Totally. Do you, what's like the earliest memory you have at camp? Do you remember anything about being a camper? I definitely remember being a camper and I try to like think back to that, especially now as a director, I can remember more about sports camp because I was older as a camper than um, just like the, the field trips we do. Some of them, we do the same ones because they're fun. The kids still like them. And I know there, there are a lot of memories of like goofy things. I mean, they just like, a, like picture the sandlot. Like that's kind of how like the oldest group in sports camp was when I was there. And I mean, it still is like, they're always going to be a bunch of knuckleheads. Um, <laughs> but I know like when I was in Havarim and like the first or second or third grade group, like I remember being in camp and, and being with friends that I like ended up going to high school with too, which was cool to kind of circle back to that. Um, I, there was a fascination with Pokemon. I remember that a lot and and digging and making like structures and towns in the sand underneath the playground <laughs> and that like that playground it was behind our site at mayor kaplan on church in skokie and that playground's not there anymore like the playground that had all the sand like now it's uh. the the wood chips and like the rubberized um kind of ground flooring but it was it was cool to kind of like think back to like when i'd walk out to that park like as a counselor like hey like that like I remember playing under that slide, like with my friends. Hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit more about the Kaplan JCC because I wasn't even around when that was around. It was definitely hard um, two summers ago, like that being the last summer at the site, just because like that was where the memories, like to me, the memories were attached to the building because that's like where camp was. Camp carpool, like pick up and drop off, that happened in that parking lot. Like it was designed for the space and the size of that parking lot. And like the camp, like the, where sports camp met was like out in the back. And like, then we just had the field right up, right next to our backpacks and like the baseball diamond. And like, then we would go into the gym and it was all, it, it felt like it was perfect. And it felt like, cause that's like what I knew. Um, and so it was, it was definitely hard leaving that site and moving to St. Joan of Arc. Um, but I think we did a really good job, like making it work and making it be that perfect again. Um, 
it's definitely like it's hard for the staff and it's hard for the kids to like move to both because like they kind of have the comparison but especially for our new campers like they don't know anything else and it's cool for me to know that like that's going to be their perfect camp because like that's how it's set up for them yeah that's a crazy huge change like changing the entire yeah location of camp and all the facilities and everything yeah that's incredible but i think i think what it boils down to and i think what kind of helped us is that like remembering the like like the core people at apache in skokie were moving so like we might not have the same facilities but like we had the same ideas we had the same history in the programming and and like what we knew camp to be so we could make it work I think it would not have gone as well if we had a lot of personnel change too. I think it would have been hard to keep the consistency. That's so interesting. Cause like in your mind, when you visualize camp, a lot of what you see is the facilities, the field, mm-hmm. the pool, the, um, the building itself. Um, and that's so interesting to hear that like moving to a new site with a lot of the returning people still there, the, magic of the program and the consistency is still there even if it's at an entirely new site yeah do you think the people could feel that like the campers and the counselors and even the camp leadership feel feel what exactly feel the like consistency of the program even though there's such a huge shift in location like what do you think it felt like for the returning staff and campers and families i think I think it was kind of, I don't want to say bittersweet, but it was, I mean, it was kind of like good and bad, you know, I mean, they like saw familiar faces, they knew like they had the trust in us and they knew like this is, this is going to turn out okay. Kind of like that optimistic, like the staff knew like, all right, like the summer is a little bit different. We're at a new place, but like it's still going to be okay. Um, but I think there was still some uncertainty in the staff and in the, like the, the director and the administrative team kind of thing because it was a new space for us and we weren't used to, like we weren't able to just walk in and unlock the office door and there's everything that I left last summer. You know, I was like, oh man, which box is it in in the basement right now kind of thing. And so I think there was definitely some uncertainty and I know we really experienced that when we had to, we had to give a tour to the staff. Like that's part of the orientation is like kind of walking the staff around, like showing the facilities. And I could do that blindfolded at Kaplan. And I, I probably, I probably did at one point. Or something <laughs> like that, you know? I mean, like, but but it, it was it was interesting because we were like, all right, like we're going to take you on a tour. And like there was definitely some people like, oh, man, like I don't know where stuff is right now. And like it's hard to like project that confidence when like I don't even know how to get to some of the places. Like I know like I took my group like up one staircase and it did not go where I thought we went. And I was like, all right, well, we got to go back down and go the other way. And like, like we kind of like figured it out. Um, but I, I think it was hard for people to see staff like in that uncomfortable spot of not being the expert in the in the site that we were at. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes that stuff can play out for the better, though, in a weird way, like seeing the leadership navigate some ambiguity and uncertainty can kind of in a weird way instill confidence in the counselors that like, okay, like Mm -hmm. I can do it, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I mean, like we, we did it. We had a successful summer. And I think like there's something to be said for that, just like knowing that like we made it and like there weren't major issues and like we were able to kind of move our entire site or our entire camp to a different site and, and make it work. And I think, I mean, I think you're right. There's something to be said with kind of that adjustment piece of like, everybody's in it together. Everybody has to kind of figure this out. I mean, again, nobody was the expert and like as directors, we went like a couple times the previous summer just to look at it. 
but most of us had not been in there until it was the day that we were moving the stuff in. And so it was kind of like getting used to it. And then throughout orientation, it was getting used to it. And I mean, it worked out for the best. And I think it was good that people saw us kind of like working through those problems, like making it our home instead of being kind of unresponsive and kind of like, like, no, like this is like, this isn't us. Like, like we'll make it work for the summer, but like, it's not like our home, like, like we really kind of took ownership of it for the summer. Right. Yeah. And I think like we were saying before, a lot of that doesn't happen by accident. A lot of that is because of the people we have on our team at Evanston. Like um, the bulk of the leadership staff are full-time teachers year round. Mm -hmm. Like they're professionals who work with kids and they come back to Apache Evanston year after year. And so even at the new site, you have all that continuity and not only that, but you have really like strong, capable leadership. So even if they don't know some of the details, like where this particular stairway leads, everything right. that's important, they do know, you know. Right. When I think and, and be, because we are kind of experts in the childcare and camp realm that like we can like that stuff comes natural to us. So we can focus some of our attention on figuring out where the stairwell goes figuring out where we're going to put the garbage, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. We can kind of pay attention to that. Whereas like possibly at other camps, like it's like they have to really focus on like, how are we going to like engage these kids? Like that comes natural to us like that. And by no means is that a secondary thing, but it's just like, like that's the easy part for us. Right. That's the baseline. It's, it's already established. Right. Everything else is building on top of that. Right. How did you get into teaching in the first place? How I got into teaching is like, I always wanted to be a teacher. There was never a specific moment where I was like, oh, like I should be a teacher. Like as a kid, I wanted to be a construction worker. And then like, as I matured, it was just like, I'm going to be a teacher. It was like the natural, like where I felt comfortable. Where did that come from? Was it like somebody you saw or you just like knew on some level that that was what you gravitated to? I think mostly what I gravitated to. I know uh, my whole family is teachers um, or administrators, except for my parents, Um, like aunts and uncles and grandparents. Um, They were all teachers. And I really admired my two grandfathers. And I think I, I wanted to be like them uh, currently, but also like in the future, like I wanted to like be like follow their trajectory. And they were both um, teachers. One was a teacher, a math teacher in high school, and then one was an administrator. So I think it was like the natural in my blood kind of thing. But but also just it's it's where I feel happy. It's it's what I like doing. Yeah. Do you think how much of that do you think is like learned from observing those people that you look up to versus just like natural qualities that you have, whether it's passed down from generation or just like you naturally have more patience or whatever it is that makes you great with kids? I mean, I think it's it's kind of like a 50-50. I mean, there's definitely like there are qualities that I have that I think that make me a good teacher naturally, like without my formal training in college. Um, and I think those are just things that I was either born with or that like um, virtues that my family's family holds. Um, but I do think there's something to be said about kind of just like observing your surroundings and, and noticing like how people interact. I mean, like, again, going back to my grand, my two grandfathers, like they were always trying to teach me something, whether it was like actual academics or like, I'm going to teach you how to like build this shed in the backyard, like like something like that. I was always learning from them. And it was just kind of like the natural, like you go to these people to learn something. I like learning, like I want to teach other people. And then naturally, like that's how you find the career for education. Yeah. And they involve you in those projects. Right. right. And you feel like, 
um, thinking back to times like that, for me, you feel like important as a kid, like they need your help with this project and you get to help out. It's a special thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and it was, it was cool because I, I never felt that I was inferior because I didn't know what they were teaching me. I felt superior because I was getting that knowledge. You know, I mean, like they were they were taking their time to like give me that experience, and if I asked them a question, they didn't know it. Like they went to go figure it out. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think, as a camper, about being a counselor? Like, was that something that you knew you were going to kind of stay at camp um, beyond just being a camper? I think. Um like as an explicit thought at first, no, I think it was just kind of like I looked up to my counselors and I looked up to the, especially the sports camp director, uh, we call him Coach Ron, Ron Dornsife, and uh, I'm still pretty close to them now. So, I mean, I think it was just like the natural, like I look up to these people, like I like them. And as I matured, like I look up to these people, I want to be one of these people kind of thing. And it kind of shifted my mindset a little bit. Um, but there, there were definitely many, many years as a camper and then as a CIT, we're like, this is the trajectory that I want. Like I'm working towards this goal of like being a counselor and then maybe one day being a director. That was definitely like at the, at the, totally, totally. Tell me more about Ron. Like what made him so special as the sports camp director? He's a very engaging person as it is. He's also a teacher. He teaches at Niles North. Um, And so he, he was very engaging. I think what was special about him and not, um, I didn't see this with everybody is like every time he had a conversation with you, he made you feel special. Like he was talking to just you and he had that connection with you and, and he was able to really engage you on a personal level. And, and I believe that he truly knew all of his campers and knew campers that weren't in sports camp. And that's one of the, the cool things about Apache Evanston is we're a little bit smaller and we're kind of compact. And so directors and counselors and campers all get to know each other in all different ways. Um, and it's not even like specifically programmed that way. It's just like, it happens because like we cross paths and it's cool that you kind of like can make those connections. So that was something I saw, like every time we'd walk past a different group, even if it was a sports camp, like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, hi, like waving everybody and high-fiving and the kids loved him. And so like when I became the sports camp director, like I tried to become what I had seen him do. And like, I tried to be engaging those hovering groups or those kindergarten or those juniors groups, you know, when you're passing them and, and try to be that like cool, inspirational, like giving everybody high fives in the hallway because it doesn't matter. You're not in sports camp. Like you're part of our team and it's cool. And so that was definitely something like I saw that like, I, like instantly I was like, that's what I'm going to be. Like that That's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's incredible when you have like role models like that, where you see the person and how they interact with people and the different like character traits they have. And you're like, that's, that's what I want to be. Right. That, that's a huge part of camp. Right. Um, what, what did it feel like? when you finally, when you became sports camp director, like how did that, how did that happen? Um, what led up to that? And then what did that feel like when you, when you got to that point? That was, it was a very interesting series of events that led to like a very cool, like culminating point. Um, so uh, I was one of the counselors and I, I, I would, say that I was one of the more experienced counselors because I had been the CIT and been the camper for so long. So I was, I was there for a really long time. And I was working with the current director, who Evan, um, and he was one of the longtime counselors too. And he had worked under, under Ron. And then he became the director when Ron had to take a step back. Um, 
and Evan was always trying to be a police officer. And uh, summer of, I want to say 2015, but don't quote me on that, uh, he was finally like called to the police academy at the University of Illinois and like had to leave like within two wow. weeks notice. And it was like the, the first the first week of camp. Wow. And he kind of pulled me aside as a nine, 18, 19 year old. It's just like, hey man, like, you know what the best, like, you're kind of going to be the acting director, like, I'm going to the police academy. And it was cool for me to see that, because he had loved camp too, but it was cool for me to finally see him get to the police academy like he wanted. Um, and it was definitely, it was interesting kind of like being a weekend, like being with my group. And be like, oh, by the way, like, you're also going to be the director right. now. So cool for him to like, have that accomplishment, and then also to recognize you and your potential to step up in that moment. Yeah, it, it was cool. And I, I was, I was close with Evan cause I'd known him for so many years. Um, but I was, I was not as close with him as the same way as I was Ron because I never, I didn't see him growing up. I was kind of older when I was working with Evan. Um, but it was still, it was cool because I admired the way that he was kind of taking charge of the camp and that he had kind of worked from counselor. He started at 16 to be the director of sports camp. And that was something that like, that I resonated with and like a goal of mine. Um, so it was definitely, it was an interesting conversation. We kind of just like walked aimlessly out into like the field behind Kaplan and like talked about it. And like, he's like, I'm going to tell the rest of the counselors like at the end of the day, but just like, we'll figure it out. And so then after talks with um, like the regional director, I ended up doing a hybrid counselor of the oldest group in sports camp and also like the acting like day-to-day director. But because I was, either the same age or in some cases younger than some of the other sports camp counselors, the like staff management and like the camper behavior issues um, kind of went to Chris, who's the director of juniors. Um, so, so Chris and I, like we, we talked a lot and kind of tried to, to make it work where I was, I was doing the bulk of the sports camp stuff and he was just doing like what needed to be done yep. in terms of like staff issues and things like that. And kind of coaching you through some stuff too. Right. Right. So I, I learned a lot about how to like, do behavior management stuff from Chris uh, that summer. And it was a huge growing summer for me. Um, it wasn't the summer that I worked early care and after care. That was <laughs> a different craziness of a summer. But it was it was a huge um, taxing summer because I was kind of doing two jobs, but but learning from both at the same time and learning as the director of myself, like what I wanted for the staff and what the staff wanted for the director because I was putting myself in yeah, I don't know that everybody realizes how hard all the counselors and directors work at camp. Like, I think they realize how much everybody cares about the campers. It's it's pretty plain mm-hmm. to see that um, and the amount of patience that they have and the way that they connect with the children. Um, but it's easy to look at it and say, like, this is just fun all day, every day, like, you guys are lucky that you get to play outside all day. And it's like, I think everyone would say, yeah, we are. Um, But also like, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of planning, a lot of safety considerations. Like it's, uh, it's easy to overlook how much goes into camp, you know? It's, it's by no means easy. And I think like you, like you said, like it is a ton of fun. Like at the end of the day, like you do get to play outside with kids, which is awesome. But like you have to earn that and you have to like keep their safety in mind all day and you have to be cutting your kids all day. And like so there are things that need to happen in order to have that fun. And I would say that 
like really, really good counselors can, like never turn that off. Like they're not in the middle of a game with the kids and like they just haven't like flipped a switch and they're like not concerned about them anymore. Like, oh, like we're just right. going to have fun. But, like the best counselors, like that's constantly happening in their head. That's constantly right. like, a, a recurring theme is like, what am, what am I doing? Like, where are all the kids? Like I'm counting them. Like I'm making sure they're all safe. Like, sure, we can play dodgeball, but like, like I'm constantly the wheel is turning. 100%. Yeah. I Back when I was a counselor, we had like a late night where we went on a field trip during the day, we came back to the J and had like a cookout um, and a late night thing. Um, and then everybody would get picked up at like eight or nine at night. And so the unit director um, kind of took turns with us um, like, okay, like you can have a half hour break now and the rest of the counselors will stay with the group and everything. Um, and I just remember like when it came time to take a break like I didn't want to like we were having fun we were having a cookout like it was chill and like I was there to be with the other counselors and the campers like that's why I was there I don't need to take a 20 minute break you know to recharge like I get energy from the campers and I think a lot of the counselors are like that you know they get their energy from the kids and um, it's a long summer and sometimes there are long days, but in general, like at the end of the day, you can't wait to come back tomorrow and see your campers. Right. When, and I, I've had this conversation with my counselors at some point too. I mean, like, especially at the end of a long day, like when they're, when they're having difficulty, like with their group as a whole, or there, there are a couple of kids that are really having some tough times. Um, and like kind of reminding them, like, like we're here because of the kids. Like if there weren't any campers, like we wouldn't be having camp. Right. It's not like we would just show up the next day and like, oh, like we just got to hang out with staff. Like, <laughs> right. Like it, it, that might be fun for like the first half hour, but then like you're going to be out of right. stuff to do. And so kind of keeping in mind, like, like even if your group's giving you a tough time, like that's why you're there. Like you're there to be, to hanging out with them and you're there to like keep them engaged. And, and so like at lunch, like when you want to sit with the other counselors, like that's fine, but like you're there for the kids. And then they, they, they usually, they get it. hundred percent. They like sit with the kids and they're like, oh, yeah, like that. That's yeah, why I'm here. Hundred percent. What is it that makes a great counselor a great counselor? Like, what what is it about their personality and the the traits that they exhibit over the summer? I think um, a really good quality is like a hefty amount of buy in. I mean, you have to be you have to be in it for the right reasons. You have to be engaged in the program and, and the camp kind of idea and the theme and the the motivation behind a camp and, and why we're there like the why i think and that's almost everything everything else kind of falls into place yes yes that's almost everything if you're there for the right reasons then like all the decisions are easy you know like do i kind of slack off or do i participate in this game with the kids like a hundred percent of the time you participate because that's why you're there and you love doing that. Right. I think that's huge. The why is huge. I mean, I think there's, there's obviously some other things that happen as a result of those decisions that are made once you have the why, I mean, like the keeping in mind everyone's best interests and safety and making sure you're following the schedule and all those things. But, but like you said, like when it comes down to it, it's, it's really like, why are you there? Like if you have everyone's best interests in mind, you're there because of the kids, you want to be there because of the kids than everything else that you're going to, you're going to get because you know what to totally. do. Totally. Yeah. Th- this being my first summer at Apache, I made it a point to interview every single counselor and really get to know 
everyone who is going to be at camp. I thought that was Mm -hmm. hugely important. And I was super impressed with all of the sports camp counselors in particular, just like each one that I talked to, um, like really great head on their shoulders, really in it for the right reasons, has tons of great memories. Like a lot of them were campers themselves. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of the counselors that you have in sports camp this summer and like their background at camp and why they're going to be such a great counselor this summer. I think the, the group I have right now, I keep calling them the dream team and I don't want to inflate their egos too much, but I, I reach they're out pretty to, solid. They're, they're pretty solid. And I, I reach out to them a lot um, for their input on the kind of the decisions that I'm making, like what field trips are good, what field trips are bad. What do we want to do with the schedules? I've sent them, I don't even know how many screenshots of like the schedules as I'm making them. And I think it's just because I see that they're into camp and they're not going to be, they don't get annoyed by that. I mean, they, they, they want to help and they want to have a part in the decision-making process that makes them so strong. I think, I mean, we've been having like weekly uh, Zoom calls since this pandemic has been happening. And uh, there, there are a lot of people that would be like, I'm not getting paid during the school year. Like, I'm not doing that. Um, but like they keep, they're like, can we do another one right. like on Monday? And like, sometimes we talk about camp and sometimes we just hang out. And I think it's cool that like, they're so into camp that like, they want to take time out of their increasingly busy schedules with all the online classes and things that they're doing right now. Uh, most of them are in high school with some, a couple in college. Um, and they're just, they're really trying to make it a point to like make time for camp and kind of think ahead. And that goes back to that piece you and I were talking about, like pushing ahead and just like keep focusing on the future. Like the camp's their happy place too. And so any any kind of decision I can throw their way and any kind of input I can get from them, like they really like that. And it makes it um, our sports camp, not just mine. Totally. Um, And that goes a long way to what camp actually looks like in the summer too. Because when they're going on field trips that they had a hand in planning and brainstorming, like they're that much more enthusiastic about it too right i mean and it goes into that buy-in piece it's not me coming and saying like hey we're going to this field trip like you got to deal with it but it's like no like we decided this one because like we think it's going to be good and like like if it's bad like we'll all take ownership from that and we'll go back to the drawing board for next year and we'll be like hey like we won't go to that place again like let's think of something else that'd be good or we kind of we kind of break down and analyze things once we get back from field trips or different events and things and i think having them have a hand in deciding it in the first place makes the reflection piece a little bit more um, valuable. And it's not just kind of analyzing my decision, but it's like, like what did we decide? What were our motivations for that? And like, totally. What went well, what Are there any insights into sports camp this summer that you can share? Or is it all top secret plans at this point, this early in the game? I mean, it'll, it'll be the usual fun stuff. Um, we added some, some tournament uh, blocks into the schedule because I know it's a big draw for the campers that they like playing tournaments. So we actually set aside time throughout the week to have a tournament instead of just using your basketball time to do a tournament. You have a set tournament time in addition to the regular time yeah. on the basketball court. So that's, that's the one freebie you guys get. Otherwise, <laughs> we're keeping that under I think that's going to be huge because I remember um, going to sports camp myself and then being sports camp counselor later on like that's a huge part of camp is getting the chance to compete and like you learn skills over the summer and then actually getting to use them and like you know getting getting the the um just the excitement of like winning different sports and having actual 
actual tournaments instead of just jumping from game to game makes it like a legit sports camp, you know? Right. And you're kind of like working for a goal. Um, but I think that's something that's, that is a huge strength with this group of staff that I have for this upcoming summer is that they, they do have the right thoughts in mind, like we talked about, um, but they think uh, big picture and they do that really well. They think about like, how can we, how can we keep the core of sports camp the same and kind of like change up some things that maybe not that they're not working so well, but like, how can we add in extra things for the kids? And so like that tournament idea was something that like one of the staff members brought to me. I was like, hey, like the kids like playing st- tournaments, like let's do a tournament block in the schedule. That's huge because then you have that consistency year to year where you have the pieces that the campers are really looking forward to every summer. And then there are those different ways like this where you make it, you level up a little bit and you make it a little bit extra special mm-hmm. each summer. So campers right. coming back year after year. They know what they're excited for, and they're also part of that is they're excited for what's new, what's coming next this year. What's new, yeah. When I think what's what I try to keep in mind for like the driving force of the summer is I, I try to treat the summer as if it's going to be the only summer. Like it's the staff's only summer, it's the camper's only summer. Not like don't take anything for granted. Like it's like it, this is what we got. But then big picture plan and give a million reasons to these families why they should choose us summer yes. after summer. But treat, but treat the summer like it's the only one. Make it the best summer and give them a million reasons to come back next summer for another great That one. perspective is huge. That's everything. Because like, when we get everybody together for the first day of staff training, you know, campers are coming in a week. We've got a few days to orient everybody to camp and get everybody on the same page and cover safety, cover schedules, cover this, cover that. But taking the time to step back and say, we've got eight weeks of camp, but you're going to snap your fingers, you're going to blink your eyes, and this is going to be over before you even realize it. Like day one and uh, the last day of camp is going to go in a flash. And then campers are going home and you're going to miss them. You're going to miss your co-counselors like maintaining that perspective in the middle of the summer when the days feel longer um, and patience is tested sometimes like that's what gets you through the summer is knowing that like in a couple of weeks, I'm going to miss all of this. I, I got to make the most of it right now, you know, Yeah. be fully present. Exactly. I mean, I think, and for so many people, I know Andrea says this all the time, is that like she works 10 months out of the year so she can do camp for yeah. two. Um, and I think so many of us on the leadership team, but also the staff, it's the kind of the same mindset. Like I, I love my job. I love teaching third grade, um, but camp is a special place. And, and I, I would not trade that for the world. And so kind of even the worst days of camp during the summer are still one of my favorite days of the year. And it's just, it's that special place. And again, like kind of keeping that in mindset the whole time is, is not just not wasting a day, not wasting a rainy day or something like that. You know, I mean, it's just really trying to make the most of every single day and try to keep the, the right. right mindset when you're, when you're every single camp. day and every single activity, there's no throwaway time slots at camp. Like you make the most of every moment because it is like, a fleeting experience. It's only eight weeks out of the year. You know, the kids are looking forward to it all year too. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And I don't, I don't, I don't think a lot of people recognize the thought and the depth that goes into the programming. Like not only is there an arc to the experience over the course of the summer, 
um, and the skills mm-hmm. that the kids develop. Um, and like beyond sports skills, like we're talking about social skills mm-hmm. and life skills and like, yeah. how do you handle a disagreement with your friend? Kids learn that in camp, you know? Yeah. They learn respect. They learn community. They learn looking out for each other. Like that's a huge part of camp beyond that's, that's what's in between the lines when you look at the schedule, you know? Right. That's what's in between sports and arts and crafts and music is life skills that they're going to use their whole life. Right. And I mean, it, and it's, it's not unstructured time, but camp is more, I would say like loosey goosey than school is. I mean, it's not like a rigid schedule. You're not sitting in a desk doing a specific activity, but maybe you have like playground time. And so you kind of get to pick what you do at the playground and it's, it's kind of navigating those social situations. Like someone's on the swings, but I want to be on the swings. Like how can I conflict resolution that situation? And I think, yeah, camp is huge for that. I know, I mean, it's where they learn their social skills and that's where they learn like how to be better people um, that they can take with them back to school. It's not like we're, we're, we're not a tutoring camp where we're giving them the academics that they can take back to the classroom, but we're giving them the skills to kind of help themselves back at school and then come back to camp the next time. Totally. What, what do you think it is that you miss most in like September, October, when camp has just ended and you're back in the the normal grind of the rest of the year, like what is it that you look back to from the summer that you miss the most? Um, I would say the people, but I feel like that's a cop out answer. But I mean, obviously, like I miss like the camp community, like the leadership team that I that I've kind of grown up with, and, and my staff. I love them and the campers. So obviously, obviously the people. Uh, but without the people, I think that. Um, I'm very fortunate at my school. I get a lot of flexibility to kind of do what I want with the curriculum and things like that. Um, but at, but at camp, it's kind of like we can pick up and just like like go play a game in the field. If like I can just we can just decide as a sports camp team, you know what? Like let's do an all camp game of capture the flag like right now, and that's kind of cool that we can just kind of like make that happen all of a sudden. And the kids get super excited. And there's like huge amounts of energy and and everything is just constantly like top notch like we're just like like high energy the whole time and i think that um going back um so i live in champagne so like going back to champagne after camp is done i kind of like there's a there's a lack of energy in my life that, I, that yeah. i'm missing and a huge amount of that comes from the front comes from the people but also comes up comes from the the things that revolve around camp they're just like the going on the field trips or just deciding to do an activity or the hot dog cook like it, there's just there's so many fun things that happen like back to back to back to back to back that I feel like after camp's over, if I'm not doing something like super high energy, engaging like right every single second that like I'm missing. Totally. Something. Totally. What would your answer be? What do I miss the most? Like after camp is done. Yeah. I mean, um, I can speak to that personally because I chose to come back to camp as a career um, after being out of camp for a few years. Um, and it's, I mean, (laughs) it's the same as you, man. It's the people like when you're out of camp and in the quote unquote real world, it's just a whole different environment. It's, it's missing that sense of community, um, at camp, you know, that everybody has your back, you know, whether it's the other staff or, you know, the campers even like everybody is there to have a great time and like 
we clean up together, you know, we set up activities together and, um, in the real world, you get a lot of, that's not my job. You know, someone else can do that. Right. Um, and that's not what the camp community is like. And that's hugely special. And I think the people who gravitate towards camp, the people who end up at camp have those personality traits where they, they recognize that they're a role model and they, they like the responsibility of that, you know, um, and they recognize the gravity of that. And, uh, you know, in talking about a lot of these returning counselors that we have at camp with the leadership and even with some of the parents, I think what everybody sees in the counselors and the people who end up at camp is that they are genuinely the types of people that the parents want their kids to grow up to be. Yeah. And that's, you know, beyond the swim lessons and the sports and everything else that you get out of camp that is hugely fun and exciting. Um, what you're really getting out of the program is good role models for your children. I mean, I think there's something to be said for counselors returning year after year and campers returning as CITs and CITs returning as counselors. I mean, there's, there's clearly some, some buy-in from them and some ownership of like, now it's my turn to step up and kind of take responsibility. I know there's, there's a, I guess CIT this summer um, that I used to babysit. And I remember when he first walked in, when I was a counselor, when he first walked in um, super, super shy to like our parent night at the beginning of the summer, his first summer, it was the first summer he had, he had come to our camp and he was very nervous. And I was, I was a little timid to kind of interact with him because he was so shy. And I mean, now he's one of the the biggest knuckleheads (laughs) in sports camp. I mean, he's, he's always running around and like messing with the counselors. and, And so, I mean, like, I love that kid. And year after year, his mom's been texting me like, I'm signing him up again. Like, he can't wait to be a CIT. I'm signing him up again. Like, he can't wait to be a CIT. And like a couple months ago, she texted me and she's like, I signed him up. Like, he's a CIT. Yeah. And it was kind of that like cool experience yeah. for like, like he's been coming back year after year, like thinking about the next step. And now he's at that next step. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to start getting texts from her or him saying like, I can't wait to be a counselor. I can't wait to be a counselor. And it's it's just kind of cool to see that progression of someone who is kind of taking the steps to not necessarily give back, but in a way like take ownership and, and kind of like control the camp to be what you have. Yeah. I mean, especially after you did that very thing yourself, you know, you know exactly yeah. what that's like. And then, yeah, like you're saying it, it in, in a way it's giving back, but it's like um, passing the torch, you know, You had those role models like Ron and others that you looked up to and then they passed the torch to you and that's a huge responsibility, but you gladly take that on and you're like, wow, now I get to have the same kind of impact that this person I've looked up to my whole life had. Right. I got a message about one of the counselors the other day from a unit head, a unit director that like this person was a camper um, when they were a counselor and now they're going to be um, a leader at camp, step into a leadership role. And it's like, this is the exact kind of person who's going to have 
that impact on dozens and hundreds of kids. Like it is the perfect person to step up into that role. And it's just, it's natural. And that's, that's why like when you step up and become sports director for the first time, there's a part of that that's Mm -hmm. natural. Like, yeah, you're stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit because it's a new role, but of course you can handle it and excel at it because that's, right. that's the progression, you know? Right. And, and I, I got to say, when, when you came to Apache and you were interviewing all the staff, mine, who have all been there, I think one of them, it's his first year being a counselor, but he was a CIT with me before. So all of them have been at camp before. They were completely freaked out that they had to interview which I like, I liked because I don't want them to think that anything's handed to them just because they've been here before. And just because like, if it, it was up to me, like you're like, yes, you're hired right away. But like, I like they're freaked out about the interview because it shows that it, they care about it. Right. And it shows that, that they, that they want to be there and that there's, there's a reason to stress and it's because they, they don't want to hear. Right. No. Um, and I, and I think that there was, there's something huge to be said. And I mean, I, I teased them of course because they <laughs> had to, the fact that they're all freaked out about it, but like at the end of the day, like they just have to be themselves and like, they'll be fine. But, but I like that they were stressed and that they, they knew that they had to make a good impression and that they had to like, they had to actually interview instead of it just being handed to them because they've been right. here before. Cause it shows how much they care about camp and about having a place right. at camp. And like you said, right. they just have to be themselves because right away when you start talking to them, you can tell, how great a counselor they are and how great a role model for the right. kids that they are. Like um, it's obvious in the interactions with them. And that's the right. kind of person you want at camp. And that's why I wanted to meet everybody as the new director. I think it's really important for mm-hmm. not only for me to know everybody, but for everybody to know who I am and have that connection. You know, that's where camp is different than the real world real world too because like you're saying you different camps walk past each other at camp and say hi to each other and everybody knows each other on a certain level um Mm -hmm. there's not that disconnection where like everybody knows everybody's name nobody's like oh hey it's that kid you know right it's like that's joey yeah and we know joey you know right well i think that's that's something I respect a lot because you did take that time to get to know them and you're not just, I mean, you're in charge of two different sites and you're not just trying to be a figurehead that's at the head of them, but you're actually trying to know the people that make up the different teams. And I think that's, that's what's needed. I mean, it happens in every setting. If you're making decisions that are affecting the little guy and you don't know who the little guy is or what their story is, it's, it's really hard to make the best decision for them. And I think getting to know the people that make up the teams and make up the sites that you're working on um, helps you make decisions that are going to be positive. Well, and like you're saying with the sports camp, involving them in the decision-making process too. Like I can't come in and pretend that I know better than all these people who have been involved in camp for more than decades, you know? Um, right. So it's important to involve everybody and recognize that it's, it's our camp. Um, Mm -hmm. what was it like for you having a new director start like I can imagine because I've been a counselor and a specialist um, and then assistant camp director through multiple directors so what was it like when 
you know, you heard that we're having a new camp director. Like, what were you worried about? What were you excited about? Like, what was going through your mind? I think, so, I mean, at the end of last summer, we knew that there was going to be a new director. We knew um, the one that we had was just kind of interim at the time and that they were kind of searching for someone. Um, and so I know a few people came and kind of like walked around camp a little bit. And it was it was weird because at the time they felt like an outsider. Um, and I was like, well, like this person's not part of my camp. But then like, I kind of remember like they might be, they might end up being part of the camp. And so I kind of have to change that mindset. Um, but I mean, like, as we've talked about, like, this has been my life. So I am definitely like protective over it. And so kind of like hearing that there's a new director, I was definitely like for our first meeting, I was kind of like sizing you up. Like, what are, like, what are his intentions? Like with camp, like, like what's he all about? And I think that it comes from that like mama bear, like protective, like, I don't want someone to come in and like, be totally budget oriented and just be like we're slashing everything so the numbers look good you know i mean like you get like i want i want to make sure that the, like the director and the the people above us at camp have the right motivations in mind and i think i think that was the the big thing that i was looking for is to see like where where is this person's um kind of camp background coming from and like what are their decisions based on and what are the motivations at camp and um, i think i emailed you right after our first uh our first meeting and i, I told you that I, I told you that i was a little bit nervous, but uh, I could tell that you were the real deal. Yeah, that's right. You did email me <laughs> right after the meeting. That, that I mean, that kind of stuff means a lot, though, you know? Like, for somebody to reach out and be like, camp is really important to me, you know? I was kind of a mix of excited and nervous to see who the new director would be. Um, but that, you know, that means a lot to me, too, to start developing those connections with people and to see like wow like that's 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 a stand-up move to reach out and be like you know it was really nice to meet you thanks for you know sharing your perspective and excited to work together like I get a lot of those emails from counselors too after they after they interview and that's it means a lot you know and it shows that there are stakeholders in camp and it's not just a temporary job I mean I know I always we always joke because like in terms of like employee status like we're all temporary employees like we're all um uh like non uh I don't know what the term is but you you know what I'm saying like I mean like we're temporary and I always like joke I mean like we're I don't want us to be treated as temporary because we're not like we're not going away first of all (laughs) um but I mean but but like we have permanent stakeholder status in camp whether or not we're temporary staff or not like we we care as much or more than someone who works and you don't just show up on day one at camp and be handed a schedule like all the unit directors are involved year round in like debriefing how camp went like what do we need to improve what went exceptionally well and then what is next year going to look like how do we continue to evolve camp and that's one of the things that's been really heartening to me as the new director coming in and having pretty much monthly meetings with the staff at both camps and really like mm-hmm. seeing the investment from everybody, seeing the passion from everybody. And just like you're saying with the counselors, like they're coming and they're not, you know, they're in it for the right reasons. So is the camp leadership and they're excited to be part of planning for camp this summer. There's never been a moment where anyone's like, yeah, I don't have time for this right now it's a top priority for everybody who's involved in camp. And that's hugely special. Right. 
I mean, outside of camp, you're a teacher. You're also a professional photographer, right? That's true, and a cinematographer. Wow. I didn't realize that. How, how did you get into those? I started um, filmmaking. It was, well, I guess we, we did, had to do a stop-motion animation thing with Legos in fifth grade, my friends and I. And we loved that, and we kind of, like, we did the project, and we loved, we loved our tech class, and then we kind of put it off to the side. And then in seventh grade at our middle school in our drama class, one of the big units is, like, a filmmaking, like, write a story, write a, write a storyboard and a script and plan out your shots and work on the editing and the whole thing. And, and it was that same group of friends, and we did that, and we loved it. And then the following year in the tech class, the, one, the whole, I think, the whole semester is filmmaking in the tech class. And it's different prompts. It's like, this one's a silent film. This one's a action film. This one's, and we just, we thrive doing that. And then when we got to high school, we like made films and entered our high school film festival and continued to do that year after year um, because we were so excited and, and into doing that for fun. Um, and so then at the end of high school, I bought a camera to make those films with. And I, it was a DSLR, so it ends up taking pictures as well as, as doing video. And then in undergrad, I just kind of decided, I was like, you know, I should probably like learn how to do the photography side of what this camera can do. And I kind of just taught myself through undergrad how to do photography. And it ended up, I think, 2017, turning into kind of like a side business where people were reaching out like for family photos or different photo shoots for various reasons. And, and I just kind of evolved it from there. Um, and it is it turned more from a side hobby slash business to like a, a substantial side business for me. Um, but at the end of the day, like I like I, I like doing it. It's it's fun for me. I like making videos. It's been some of my uh, positions and like extracurriculars in undergrad. Like I was a student alumni ambassador and I was the publicity co-director. So I made videos that the University of Illinois put out on their social media, and I made videos to promote their homecoming and things like that. And I filmed events and do the sorority recruitment videos and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's fun for me. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. So I like when I can bring that. Yeah. To I, that's one of the things that I really, um, respect and appreciate about you is like all of the things that you do camp teaching photography, cinematography, like it's, they're all passions and you're, you're pursuing things that you genuinely care about. Um, and that comes across in the quality of definitely camp and photography. I haven't <laughs> sat in your classroom, but I can only imagine the kind of a teacher that you are. I think it would, it would be disingenuous to myself and to others if I wasn't passionate about the things that I, that I do. I think if I was just doing photography to make money, I don't, I don't think I would be doing as well um, in terms of making money or the quality, like you said. I think... Um, putting the time in for these things comes from the passion. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put the time in to be better at them if I wasn't passionate right. about them. And how cool is it nowadays with the internet and everything else that you can pretty much just pursue your passion? Like if you're really into photography yeah. and you're yeah. good at it and you share it on social media and other places, people can find you and it becomes a side business instead of just a hobby. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty cool too. Well, and, and most of what I learned with photography and filmmaking, I learned online. I never took a formal class. I mean, my tech class, like we talked about some techniques and things. So I learned the basis, but the, the films that I ended up making with my friends went like way past what we learned in the basics yes. of the tech class. Like we went in depth and we're like, let's do, we want to do this kind of shot. Like, how do we do it? And we would like all go research and try to figure out like how we could pull it off. And I think it's, it's cool that 
the internet allows us to do that and allows me to kind of get formal training without the formal setting. Yeah. Yeah. And now with all the social distancing stuff going on, the JCC is using the internet to share a lot of camp um, things, mm -hmm. videos, uh, how to bake a holla, like sing along videos, like all sorts of different activities that you can do at home to have a piece of camp. Mm -hmm. um, it's just really cool, like all the potential out there with that kind of stuff. Yeah, when I, and I think it's it's comforting for people to be able to turn to technology in a time like this and still be able to be connected with people. Because I mean, you think about before the ability to be able to text or, or FaceTime or everything like that, like in a situation like this, like you would you you would be going more stir crazy than you probably already are. You know, I mean, you wouldn't be able to kind of communicate with people that you are not in the same setting with. And I think it's cool that that camp families can be reaching out and, and looking at different organizations that are posting things for camp, but also you can connect with people. Right. And to have even just as simple as those Zoom calls mm -hmm. that the sports camp counselors have, like to be able to maintain those connections when you can't physically get together yeah. is hugely valuable too. Yeah. And I think, so I... I live in Champaign and one of the counselors goes to school in Marquette, but the other ones are in the Chicago suburb area. Um, so we would probably not be doing these consistent Zoom meetings if it were not for this situation. Not that I'm saying I am happy for the situation, but I mean, it's it's kind of nice that it's turned into something that is productive and something that allows us to kind of connect together and, and be with each other and, and kind of make that happen because otherwise, if it was just... April where people could be going outside and doing all sorts of things. Like I'm guessing schedules would be busier and we would not be able to be connecting and, and working together on this stuff. Yeah. It's funny how even not so great things can make beneficial things happen. Yeah. I mean, and, and it goes back to that taking things for granted discussion we had earlier. I mean, you, you realize the special things that you have and the connections and the activities and the things that you really love and that are passionate about when you aren't able to do them, which is, it's unfortunate that people have to be taken out of the moments to kind of figure out what they like and what, what is meaningful to them. But it is, it is a cool and reflective thing that can happen now moving forward. Being like, wow, like I know I was talking to one of the parents of my students and she was saying that she never realized that she hugged her patients after working with them. And now she doesn't do that. And she like realized she was like weird for her to realize that like, I never realized I hugged them. And now that I can't, I don't right. like it. And you miss that connection. Yeah, which I thought was really, that was kind of interesting that she kind of had that perspective and kind of realized like something that I did in the background of my mind, like I didn't even realize I was doing it, is much more meaningful to me than I yeah. thought. And now, now that I can't do it and I'm excited for the time that I can do that again. Yeah, that's profound. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. We covered a lot. We did cover a lot. I sure hope it's recording. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I was, I was nervous for the podcast interview, but it went well. Cool, dude. Cool, dude.